to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Our chairs are getting squeaky. I was just thinking that. I mean, I don't, you probably can't hear it, but no. when, when, when I'm trying to be quiet and record like a weekday wisdom, and I got to lean and I hit the button, yeah. oh, it's creaky. So I'm, That's just annoying. Yeah, I don't know. What to we got to figure out how to you know, take care of it. Oh man! So it's uh, it's October. No, it's November now. Mm-hmm. It's November. We're hanging out in the office, and the weather has been rather warm mm-hmm. uh, for this time of year up here in the Chicagoland area, and it's pretty nice. Although I'm sweating all the time because I keep wearing these hoodies, and then I'm, yeah. Why do you, you keep know, wearing the hoodies? Because it's November. It's just default, and ah. so I get up, I put on my hoodie, and then I come to church, and I'm working, and then it gets so hot in here. I hope my window's open. I wind up taking off my hoodie. But you don't I, have an undershirt. I have an undershirt, but it's the kind that you know. Ah, yes, yes. You yes. know it's that kind. I I know the kind you wear. Yeah, it's you know, nope. Just it, it's there. It's just it's a tank top sort tank of top a style. tight tank top style. Yep, yep. Some people call them wife beaters. Why would and, you? Do, why uh, would you even say I want, it? I want them to have the visual. What it is? No, they had the visual. I wasn't sure. Now everybody mm, knows. Now you're now and you're so sure. I just I have to in here. It's a it's a whole thing. And then if I have to leave my office, I got to put my hoodie back on. It's a whole thing. Mm, mm. <sighs> So we're recording this on a Saturday. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to be in our old building. Yeah, finally. Yeah, we still have people finally. working. Finally. They're still, still yeah, at this and, moment. And here we are smoking. Well, we're working. We're doing our own working. Yes. We're working, you know, for the podcast. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, we, it's, uh, it's, it's been pretty awesome. We're, uh, we're looking forward to being back here. It's, there's been a lot of good stuff going on, but I wanted to tell you. I haven't told you this. Oh, I, got, I can't okay, wait. Okay, I, uh, I got... I had an altercation. I had an altercation. You had an altercation. A verbal altercation Ooh, with somebody so I didn't know. Okay, so it had to be. Okay, so uh, uh, it was either bank. Nope. Shopping. So first of all, I'm not. Let me let me just establish this. I'm nice to everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, sure, I sure. Not so a, I do not come. I do not. You're not a complainer. Not you're two not people. So- I don't complain to the manager. I don't complain to anybody what? unless they do something to me. So they, if they well, do no, something no, no, to no, no, me, no. then if they I'll do something say. wrong. Yeah, as perceived by you. No, <laughs> that's, that's, that's every situation in the world. Everybody's perception of their own experience. I'm just saying, like, all right. So, bank teller, no nope. bank teller. Okay, nope. uh, you also do shopping for your dad. So, uh, nope. Was it? Uh, I'm super. I have great relationships with tellers at the banks, with the grocery clerks. Grocery, uh, yeah, thank yeah. you. Uh, Everybody's good. Uh, no, it was. No, but uh, I said stranger. But this is. A, but you're right. You're on track. Is it is somebody who acts in an official capacity? So it's not like some mm. some uh, Karen or Darren in a parking lot, right? This okay, was somebody okay, okay. acting in an official. There's the keyword: official uh, capacity. Official capacity. Uh, had road related. Yes. Oh, police officer. So I'm on my way to Pastor Brian's house, mm. and uh, so I'm on my way to Pastor Brian's house, and there's a really bad accident, like multiple oh. cars on the road to his house. And so it, I can't get through. I have to go a different way. So I go a different way and it's a crazy different way. Mm. I've never been this way before, but fine, get through it. No big deal. Just try to make it happen. Yep. Fine. I understand. So now I'm coming back the other direction on the same road. So I'm getting to his place. So I'm coming now from the South. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm visualizing. Uh, on 47. Okay. Yep. And yep. now I'm a half a mile from his house. And then there are these cops standing there Oh, and they're trying to wave me away from the house. Now this, that's the, 
there's only one way in, one way out. Like of, I that, to, of that division, I, yeah. And I cannot, there's two technically, but whatever, same thing. I, I, you, have, you have to go past these cops to get there. There's no other way to get there. And they're waving me like, you got to go, you got to go. And I'm like, I'm holding my hands. I'm like, hey, hey guys, by the way, I have great interactions with cops. Cops love me. I love cops. I don't have any problems these mm. days. So I'm, I'm pulling up on them. And they're kind of yelling and waving. And so I'm putting up my hands like, I got a question. I got a question, you know. And then he goes, you got to you gotta go this way. And I said, listen, guys, I'm trying to go to Old Midlothian. That's the name of the road. Yeah. yeah. So one cop goes, oh, we got another Old Midlothian to the other cop. And so the other cop comes over and he's like, where are you going? And I go, Old Midlothian. He goes, I need proof that you live there. And I was like, I don't live there. Uh, I have a meeting there. I'm a pastor. I'm visiting one of our other pastors. Uh, and he's like, what's the address? And I said, I don't know the address. It's three houses down on the right. It's a black mid-century modern house. He's yeah. like, I don't know where you're going, so I can't let you through. So now, now you're triggered. Now, well, not triggered. Now, but the fuse has been lit. <laughs> I can say that. Let's just put it that way. And so now, like, okay, so I'm like, wait a minute. You do know where I'm going. I just told you. He's like, no, you didn't. I said, yes. I, now I'm raising my voice. I'm like, yes, I did. I told you. I'm going down there because he's raising his voice. I'm going down there to uh, to see Pastor Brian. It's on that road. He's like, you don't give me the address. I, go, I don't know the address. I don't know. I just go there. And uh, I go, you think I'm lying? He's like, I don't think you're lying. I go, well, then why don't you let me through if you know where I'm going? This whole thing. About five minutes. Mm. But I'm not, you know. Mm. But you got through anyways. Oh, yeah. See? <laughs> so then the guy's like, fine. I'm going to have to radio the sheriff down there and tell him you're going to Old Midlothian. I go, perfect. What do you, what, 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 but he's like mad at me the whole time. And I'm like, all right, perfect. So I put my car in drive and... And uh, he looks at me and he goes, and put your seatbelt on. And I'm oh. like, whatever. Mm. <laughs> got me all mad. <laughs> I put me, I had to repent and you, in the afternoon. <laughs> and, you got a, and you got away with another seatbelt infraction. Yeah, yeah. Listen, that and dude. I, and I guarantee you were on your phone. Well, I was listening to music. I wasn't, I wasn't playing with my phone. But it was. Uh, listen. Well, hold on. When you say listen to music. Your phone by holding my phone up my, to my ear. I <laughs> no, was actually no. thinking you had your wired headphones. <laughs> no, on. no, no. It's just plugged into the car. Uh, <laughs> but like the cop, listen, I have great interactions with cops. Like I really have a problem with bad cops. I love and respect good cops, mm -hmm. and I, I assume everybody's a good cop until they prove me otherwise. This guy came at me; he was all weird, and it was so strange because I just had a different interaction on my road, like a block from my house. There was a fatal car accident mm -hmm. involving kids that went to Eli's school. He graduated with them. Ah, uh, sorry. So four kids in a about bad accident. Two horrible. kids died on the spot one kid is in critical condition may not make it and by kids i mean it's like 20 to 17 age range yeah um and so i had to go through two checkpoints to get to my neighborhood same sort of situation where i have to go this way mm. and the cops were like hey listen we have a really bad car accident here uh where are you going i said i'm going this this he's like great got to turn in there you can go anywhere else you won't be able to go they were super nice and super chill i don't know man i just know you, you i just wish you were there because it, it as annoyed as i was it was still funny. Like after the fact, I still thought it was funny that we were like raising our voices at each other about me going onto the street. I know it must be nice, right? <laughs> well, listen, all you get—it's not a big deal. I don't know why. I don't know why people are so like afraid of like just arguing with police. I do it all the time, Jimmy. What's the problem? Some of us don't what? get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, well, I don't. Yeah, but uh, you know, he didn't give me the benefit of the doubt. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. You know? What's the difference between you and me? I don't understand why you would <laughs> I, think. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like in the nice car and everything. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I've seen. I mean, listen, we have all, we've all seen those videos. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. Again, it's not like every time. No, it no. happens enough where it's like, ah, just, yeah. just keep your mouth shut. And you know what? I don't need to see you, Brian. <laughs> At that point, it's like, I'm going home. Yeah. Well, that's what I was like. Am I going to have to leave? 
Anyway, okay. Uh oh. Told you. Yep. Yep. We, this is, we, <laughs> so we have somebody in our church that is sick, mm-hmm. and uh, they're not going to be able to uh, to make it on Sunday. We were just talking about that, so that's just funny. <laughs> All right, man. Um, good to see you. Good to hang out with you, man. You've been busy. Mm-hmm. You've been traveling. You know, you got stuff going on, and whenever you're not there, people always uh, are upset. They're always mad. At what? At you not being on the podcast. Yeah, they're not mad. Yeah, they they're are. They're glad. No, they're like, what the heck? Mm. And I'm, I'm like, I'm going to have a look at it. I got Jason Allagood. They're like, Allagork. And I'm like, okay, listen, he's not that bad. And they're like, no, he's pretty bad. I'm like, he's a, he's got a PhD. And they're like, yeah, but from Midwestern. And I'm like, no, dude, like Midwestern why, is legit. Why, why and they're like, if it's so here? legit, how did wheels get a degree from there? And I'm like, look, man, that's not cool. Uh, and so it just, it just goes off the rails. You just lamped three different <laughs> like people and institutions in one story. Why did you feel the need to slam everything? I just want you to know that, like, you've been uh, in a mood today, just a slamming mood. Well, I'm tired. Yeah, I can tell. I'm very tired. Oh. It's been everybody, like, it's funny because, like, Jimmy has not been able to get his hands on some of the things at Redeemer this week that mm-hmm. he would probably want to be involved in, but it's because. He has been buried <laughs> in other areas. Mm-hmm. He's, so we, everybody I know has been completely swamped and just, we're all tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and for you, it's just you're being a baby. And uh, No, I'm not being a baby. You're being a baby. What's your problem? <laughs> I don't even understand where you're coming at me right now. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, when I was telling Jason Allegood was on the, sh- on the, on the show, mm-hmm. he said, uh, he said, something about like maybe i could just be the regular podcast wife and i was like <laughs> yeah. hey with an attitude like that you you might you could be mm. but then he admitted before even i had to say it nobody can replace jimmy and i that's said right. that's right that's right I'm that is absolutely hey, listen everyone tries you try you try to you know get me out of it i understand it's not your fault i don't blame you joe i'm not trying to replace you no no i get it no, I, I don't listen, blame you. I, I, you are trying to get yourself replaced. I just told you I don't blame you. Yeah, I but for, I'm not trying I, to do I, it. I forgive I'm you. just trying to some, find somebody to stand in I there. I forgive you. Somebody has to sit in the chair. If you're not in there, who, somebody's got to do I, it. That's why I'm saying I forgive you. The nice thing is is some people have their own chair. They don't have to sit in your chair. They just why, kind of roll why? up in their own. What is wrong with you? Just saying. What is wrong with you? Yeah. My but sister's right. in town, so that's a part of it. Ah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, so... You, you mentioned there's things around like that are happening at the church. I wish yeah. I could like be more, mm-hmm. more involved in. Right. And it, I know you're going to be heading out. You're heading out to St. Louis. Yeah. I'm going to gonna talk go about, to the, oh, go ahead. I'm going to go to uh, the Plant Midwest conference in St. Louis. So this is dropping on a Monday. I'm there. I'm in St. Louis today mm. at Plant Midwest St. Louis. That's yeah, going to be good. What are you going to be talking about? So I'm going to talk about uh, the doctrines that build healthy churches right the mm. doctrines that build the church now i know it's that you know god builds the church more specifically god the son builds his church um yep, yep. but you know what I, what i what i want to talk to them about and what jimmy and i want to explore are those things that we tend to think actually build the church yeah that we have some involvement in and then those things that actually do build a healthy church. And so I wanted, you know, in, in my talk on Monday, I, I want to sort of draw some clear lines and maybe say some hard things Ooh. about about what we tend to put too much trust in. These aren't bad things, but we tend to put too much trust in when we're planting a church for, for sure, or trying to revitalize a church. Yeah. We're just trying to function as a church. Like we, we, we'll look at some things that are good, not bad. 
But we really think if I get the, these are the things, if I, this is the trick, this is, if I just have this, yep. if this is in place, mm-hmm. we're off this to the races. This is what you need. And uh, really what I, I, I think there is, I think three doctrinal areas that I, I think are much more important yeah. for us to understand uh, that would give way to a healthier church. So today but, we're going to try and talk just about what? Well, I, let's talk about what people try to build their churches on. All right. Right. Like, like before we get into what the, you know, more the foundational focus of it, let's talk about maybe some of the, the things that are, are in and of itself. They're, they're not bad things. Right. They're necessary things. Yeah. But oftentimes uh, there is a temptation to focus on these things as the end all be all. Yeah to a church's success. And they're different in every church, right? Some churches will have one of these things and yes. they're really big at it. Yep. Others yep. will maybe have a combination. Yep. Um, you know, and you've been in enough churches. I've been in enough churches. We've been in enough networks and denominations. We've seen how denominations, networks, and, and individual yep. churches do this sort of a thing. So um, why, don't you, why don't you pick one of these that you think, like, yeah, this is something that I'm familiar with. I've, I've seen churches... Uh, what about, uh, when churches focus on, uh, systems and staffing? So what we mean yeah. by that, yeah, what we mean by that is, uh, there's this notion of, okay, how, how do we organize the church? Well, how do we make sure everybody is onboarding? Well, um, what are, what are the ways that we help people move from, you know, being a, a visitor right. to a full fledged serving member, right? Right. Uh, that they're they're invested in the church. So there's, you know, systems and steps in, in place. How do we get them involved in, you know, community groups? How do we get them involved in serving opportunities? Uh, how do we help them progress to leadership? Uh, not only those, I mean, those, like, yeah, these are all good things, but how do we communicate with them yeah. regularly? How do we touch base? Uh, how do we have these avenues for, um, for not just follow-up as well as feedback? Yeah. And all that, listen, and Jimmy understands this stuff better than I do. That stuff is very important. Mm-hmm. Like for any organization, spiritual or, you know, worldly, like yeah, yeah. systems and staffing. I mean, another way to think about it would be processes and programs, right? It's like, what yeah. are the process, yep. Yep. processes upon which we operate? And how do we... Um, and, and programs, not to not. This is not to say like, oh, well, they're just a program church. All they care about are programs. Uh, no, that, that's not the point. I no, mean, it, it's it's that a program is an, an organized uh, a way of serving a, a people, you know, in a particular context. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's it's a necessary thing. Now, if you if you say if you if your programs over people, well, that's wrong. Okay, that but that's not that's not what we're talking. So about. okay, but how do you let, let's define that though? How how then? Where is that? I you know. Where have we seen that become, I guess, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. out of out of whack, I guess, is the best way. Yeah. Unbalanced. I would say um, the easiest. OK, I can think of a couple of examples where I've seen it. So let, let me let me say this. I think that this is important. And, and most reformed churches, reformed Baptist churches aren't as strong in this area mm. and maybe are a little nervous about it. And so like, it would be good to learn from other churches that are more organized. Cause that's, that's another good word that you use organized. Like that's, yeah. that's the thing. And we're supposed to have an orderly church. That's just yep. biblical, right? That's yep. what Paul says. So, um, I think it's good and important. I think where it goes wrong is, is I remember James McDonald one time well, on a number of occasions, uh, made the point that, uh, it is, 
leaders that are really good at systems, staffing, programs, uh, processes, they are the ones that build the church, right? If, mm. uh, if you get this kind of a leader, if you get this kind of a, of, of a philosophy down, you can, you can actually make something happen. And I mean, and you, there, there is evidence to back it up in a sense, right? In that like all the guys that have big churches they're really good at systems. Yeah. They're really good they're, at they're organization. strong organization, right? Yeah. I mean, it used to be maybe, well, I, I shouldn't say it. I, my perception has been, and you can please correct me here, Joe. Boy, I hope I can. I, I hope so. Uh, like the planting, the, 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 uh, the planting MO was you had the lead preaching guy mm-hmm. with like a worship slash youth guy. Yeah. The, that was like to go plant a church, to be successful, you needed, uh, you desired, you that was optimal is to have the lead preaching guy and then some sort of like youth worship individual. Yeah. Around here, it, in my cases, it was typically what we saw was um, if they had, if they could get three, it would, youth actually usually wasn't one of them, mm. uh, but it, it sometimes was, but it was definitely preacher, worship leader, executive pastor. Those were the ones. See, I haven't seen them. the executive pastor thing really become... Well, then you would know better over the last... It's in the Acts 29 it, models is, like, is what I'm thinking. Okay, I'm yeah. thinking like in like, you know, Baptist General Conference and BCBC, yeah, things yeah. like that. It was mainly... Most Baptist churches would be most worship Baptist youth, Most ch- yes. would worship youth. And I've only seen like this, this shift over the last 20 years to 15 to 20 years yep. to to lead pastor, executive pastor yep. Yep. as as kind of the the sending model. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you, right. would, you, you would know better. You've assessed yep. a lot more than I have. Yeah. No. And so that, that's, and that's why, right. And that's, and that's where like you can see in networks like X 29, we were a part of X 29 for a long time where, you know, one of their strengths was, uh, is encouraging churches to have uh, strong organizational skills. Now X 29 wasn't good at teaching those organizational mm. skills because they didn't have a system to do that. Yeah. yeah. But, um, that, so they tended to focus on other things. But they definitely did encourage, and so there were always really good churches in X29 that had strong systems, strong organization uh, qualities, and that was definitely a newer thing. And because of the high, I think the high success rate of X29 churches, success just meaning they became self-supporting after a period of time and continued to flourish. you know, we were then we back in the day we would attribute that to the a careful uh, assessment process. Um, but what that assessment process did was it ensured that that the people that got through um, had an organized plan, uh, had leadership in place, were gospel centered, preached the gospel. Like mm. they, there were certain things that just had to be there. So I, but I think where it goes wrong, yeah, is when you think like this is how you do it and. The, the reason that's dangerous is because if you're building your church, if you really start to trust in systems and organization uh, processes and programs as the means by which you grow your church, you have just subjugated truth or doctrine, mm. uh, the gospel itself to something as something lower. Because it, as much as we can say, like, oh, well, no, that's going to be the most important thing. Well, you just said this is how you grow the church. This is how the church succeeds. And so I think this is what we're talking about. Is, is, there, a, is there a way to find balance where you say, like, well, this, we've got to keep the gospel at the center. We've got to keep the main thing the main thing. There are certain principles that have to be true. But how do we at, you know, maintain that while not forsaking the importance of something like organization? Mm, mm. I think another one is... Um, 
that relates to, I guess all these kind of touched, touched together. Um, since I said staffing, let's go with personalities and passion, mm. right? So, uh, and I've seen this in both A29 and in SBC in somewhat different ways. Uh, so like we will send somebody to go, like we are, we get really excited about sending somebody or putting somebody in leadership. Uh, if they have the right personality, if they have like, you know, if they have a, a good face for TV and I, by that, I don't mean that they simply are handsome or attractive or whatever. I just mean they have a way about themselves and their personality that is magnetic. Uh, if somebody has the right personality and if they have passion, mm. if they are excited and articulate and ready to go, ready to die on the hill, ready to storm the gates, like whatever it is. Yeah. We're ready just to send them go. Especially Baptist. Man. Oh yeah. Well, everyone just gets ramped up. They're excited. And it's good. They're like, it's Hey, good. you, you recognize, you see, and you're like, man, you know, how, how am I going to go ahead and stifle the work of God? I am not going to stand in the way of yeah, God's yeah. chosen anointed. Yeah. And it's, and then a lot of us were thinking like, especially in the Baptist world, it's like, well, I, I, I'm too afraid to go. I wouldn't go. This person wants to go and they're excited. Well, I, yeah, let's, let's, let's send them. Let's send them. And I can tell you now the Acts 29 model was, I think, safer than a lot of the, what I saw in the SBC in that uh, they typically had an assessment process and responded well to it. So there were a number of occasions where a big, well-known church would want to send this guy with personality and passion and he would get to us uh, in the Chicagoland area and we would say, no, no way, no, this guy is not ready to plant. No, 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 no. And so we'd have to go to like, once it was Mark Driscoll, uh, we're like, no, this guy's not ready. And the guy was not happy about it. Mm. Right. But Mark was like, all right, well, you guys are there on the ground. You, you would know. So mm -hmm. he's going to have to deal with that. So the assessment process uh, curbed that a little bit, but still he got through mm -hmm. on the basis of personality yeah. and passion. Whereas Baptists, boy, they, we, they we'll, we, we'll send people that are not ready. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, I mean, you, and you, you know, know the danger. You've seen the danger, uh, whether they, they burn out, they flake out, they, I am their, the danger. <laughs> their marriages, uh, shatter or yeah. they do a lot of damage to people yeah. because they're, they're not ready to plant. They're not ready to be out there in ministry or uh, at all. This is why, you know, coaching, mentoring, discipling, uh, all are so important before you ever get to the point of assessment, right? Before you get to the point of like, hey, I'm, I really feel called to do this and I'm, I'm ready to go. You, you, you need to have been discipled and coached and mentored and, and raised up with yeah. people that can speak into your life so that when, you know, you're, you're, Church is saying like, "Hey, listen, you should go. We should we should see if we can get you sent." When you st that, that way, when you stand before an assessment board or team, they're not you're not shocked with, "Wait a minute, you're asking me about how my marriage is." What you're asking me like if my wife and I are like how we handle conflict? Why are you asking these? Questions, like, what is this bro? all about? Yeah. Like, yeah, this it gets really awkward, and and people just aren't prepared. Like, you know, so I, I how, how are they? Well, then that's well, like you just said, they're not prepared because they're not being discipled. They're not being asked those questions because mm -hmm. those should be questions that they see coming forward, right? Like yeah. they they should be anticipating they're gonna delve deep yeah. into my life, into my marriage, to see what is going on, and because ministry, and especially church planting. Uh, as as I'm sure, well, Joe can attest to, it's taxing. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, and you've, I mean, you 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 you're both husband and wife, and if you have kids, they all have to know what they're getting into as much as you can, right? You got to know. Yeah. Uh, that 
there things things are going to be different things are going to be a little chaotic a little crazy you're in many cases the the home of of a church planter is becomes like the hub of activity a mm. lot of things happen there mm-hmm. uh so yeah i mean the the focus on personalities and passion it, we, we see this even like with people that are looking to hire a new pastor um, it's easy to be drawn in by, or to start looking for a certain kind of personality and a certain kind of yes. passion because guess what? Personality does count for something. You don't want somebody who is off putting and oh, rude. Yeah. So personality matters. Yep. Like, you know, they have, are they affable? Can they speak? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. like what is their a personality? That's right. Apropos. Yeah. yeah. We want them to be apropos. Matter. And then, uh, and not only that, but like passion, we want them to be articulate and, 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 uh, you know, they would have to have good foresight about the direction that a ministry should go. And, you know, so we want passion, we want all of that stuff, but it's just easy for them that to be the thing. Like you meet the person who is charismatic and they're, and they're, they're, they're fired up and ready to go. And you don't do due diligence in the rest of the areas. And you're like, Oh wow. I just, Oh, there's a bunch of red flags that mm-hmm. we probably should have you know, looked at earlier. Yeah, you know what, you know, uh, you know, it's possible. I'm just saying, it's possible that this could even happen, not not in terms of leadership, but in you know when people want to join your church plant oh, or your church. Yeah. You know, I'm not that I would have. I'm not that I've ever experienced. What? This. Uh, Are you but kidding me? Where people come in and they've got this personality that's larger than life and, and this passion, and they just they can't wait to serve, and you're so excited to have them, and like, oh, let's go, and then it turns out that they're crazy. Uh, not that I've ever experienced that, but I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> and just for the record, we're not yes. talking about me. No, no, no. Jimmy's not crazy. Yeah, yet. No. Yet. I, I, it's all, you know what? What? Now I think of it, it's, it's, I've officially been here for 10 years at this church. Oh, is it, is it uh, November? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Look at that. You're welcome. Yeah. I've outlasted those crazies because I, because, all right, I, I, I could say this here, right? Like, I think so. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out in a moment. But I mean, we've definitely, uh, there's been some people that have came through and, and, you know, people are excited for them to be there. And I'm like, ah, they're moving a little fast. Don't you think? He's like, nah, nah, it's great. It's great. I'm like, okay, that's great. Let's go. And then it's like, oh, Hmm. well, we all should have showed slowed down on this one. Uh, there's a bunch of warning signs that we should have all. Is it fair to say, you tell me if this is fair to say. All right. Here's something that, that I learned the hard way. Okay. When someone is overly excited to join your church. Yeah. It could be a red flag and you should be careful. Is that fair? I think that is fair. I I think that is fair to be honest. So saying it is, I know. Yeah. So, so I think you and I balance each other well, because we both need to come to a certain area. Like to a certain perspective, because, uh, and I think you're a lot more uh, further than I am. Uh, but I would say early on between us, Joe, that uh, someone would come in excited this, and you match that excitement. You're yep. like, yeah, yeah, boom. You weren't That's like, true. That's totally you, true. you weren't like, get them up front preaching. No, never, no. never. No. But you were like really invested, and yeah. I mean, there was your heart for them. And for the ministry was it was it totally was, fair uh, to say it. match the energy match the yep, energy right that's, that's fair and I was the guy that was like uh you sure yep but it was but I so where where I think you were not quick but you were 
more willing to give the benefit of the doubt. I struggle with I'm just untrusting of people in general. Yeah, if you you might be a little I'm too overly slow. suspicious yes. and I might be overly eager. There you go. And, I think that's yeah. that's us, right? And that yeah. that's like where you and I often uh have in the past sort of like butted heads yeah. was trying to figure out like how does that how, yeah. how there's has to be a middle ground here because yeah. I know I'm too slow on this Joe. I get it. I know like I'm distrusting. I I I I understand me. But I see it. I've, I've, you know, like it's, yeah. it's, and we both have tried to like. Yeah, we just balance. have to figure it out, yeah. like, because is that fair? I'm not no, trying to throw anybody. I'm just trying to no, say, like, no, no, that, that, that's a hundred, that's a hundred percent real. Because yeah. <laughs> we've been burned, oh, and yeah. we watched the burn. Yep, <laughs> we've seen, we've seen things like, you know. Uh, Do you know how I know flames? when the burn is official? When Jimmy looks at me and his eyes say i told you so without never without, said, without no. actually articulate well actually you have said you have said i i i called it oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no usually it's that look like mm-hmm, i saw this coming <laughs> those are those eyes <laughs> <laughs> well that's just it that's but yep. see that that is more uh of a uh a critique on me in the sense of when you're in the position that i'm in it's when you take no risk and you don't take, you struggle with moving forward with any opportunity. Right. It's easier than to not be burned. But at the same time, you're also, and this is, this is my thing, uh, when we are too slow, that's the, the balance here. When we are too slow, we are denying not only the individual an opportunity to grow, yeah. we're denying the gifting that God has given them to be a blessing to the rest of the congregation. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's totally possible. And that, that to me is, is also detrimental. And it's like, you know, you, we have these different gifts, right? And so, you know, your your gifts and strengths that align to, and it, it's both about church health, right? We both have gifts that, that we want to apply to the health of the local church. But your gifts, you know, are going to deal with, you know, precision, organization, more of those systems kinds yeah. of things. And I'm going to be more like prophetic, uh, encouraging, like, you know, it's just, and not that you don't do that and I don't do any of the mm-hmm, other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're prophetic. Like, I'm pathetic. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's like, oh, you're more likely to see stuff yeah. that I wouldn't Im- see immediately. You're, you'll see it before I see it because you have, you have those gifts. And mm. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's all good. It's nice. You're like, you know, you see those clouds over there? Nope, I just see the sun right above me. <laughs> no. You're like, no, there's clouds out in the distance. Man, I'm, you need some sunscreen. I'm burning up. <laughs> You're like, hey, dummy. <laughs> I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've talked about systems and staffing. We've talked about personalities and passion. What are some other things that people build their churches on that can't really deliver what they think? Well, you talk, you, you alluded to it when you're talking about the individual that with their personality that has the foresight, right? Like of where we're going to go. And I think that's that's part of it is people really look at vision and values yeah. of an individual, yeah. right? The vision that they have, where they're looking to, where they believe God is 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 you know directing and moving uh, the church to be, right? Um, and that can be captivating. Vision is captivating. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, Scripture talks about that: the importance of having vision, the importance of 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 you know uh, looking ahead, if you would to to see where is it that god is placing us and it's easy it, a lot of a lot of the i think good churches uh maybe not you know, a lot you know these w- not well-known churches small churches uh still have vision these pastors yeah. have vision for community yeah for for sanctification and they they articulate it you know 
and sell that vision. They may not have a vision statement or yeah. a mission statement on their website. Yep. But they they probably because what we mean by vision here is a clear articulation of what God has called you to be and do. Correct. That's all that it is. The ethos of the right? of the church. Yeah. And if that's clearly articulated again and again, then people are going to know it. They built it in healthy churches, regard like you just said, regardless of their size, they have that. Um. I think so the, the on the one hand, like we think it's valuable and good and important, uh, an understanding of it, this, our understanding of vision as mm -hmm. we understand it. I know some people take it in a weird way, but, um, but well, the, oh, but the bad, there's a downside. And that is, is like, well, man, like, listen, just get your vision together. Just, and it's so, it, it reminded me. So like I, I had to do some training with Southern Baptists and, it was like an, a one day or two day workshop where it was like lots of, you know, easels with big white sheets of paper and like markers and you had to like okay you need to draw up a system uh a, 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 for your what your church is going to be like how it's going to function and i want you to come up with a vision statement values and all and it's it, these are fine exercises to play with yeah, right? yeah. to get you thinking yep but oftentimes people come away with that thinking like okay as long as i've got the vision and the values mm -hmm. it relates to like the systems and the staffing. Yep. As long as they got the personality and the passion, this is going to be easy. This yep. is going to be, we're going to be golden. Yep. Now the flip side though, is when you don't have vision or you have competing visions oh, yeah. within the congregation, right? Where if it's not clearly articulated, if it's not at the forefront, if it's not uh, shared with the congregation, then everybody assumes their own vision yeah. And brings it to the table and, and then assumes we're all operating under my vision as well. Yeah. Right. And I think you've experienced that too sure. in, in your, uh, in the first church plant of competing visions. And it's hard when you're a young church plant, mm. uh, you're wanting people, you're wanting the excitement, you're wanting the passion and you don't want to stifle it. You're like, yeah. Oh, let's be all things to all people then. Yeah. And because people listen, People that are, have a really clear sense of what should be, people that have a personal sense of vision for the church, uh, that is as important to them, if not more important, than the church's official vision statement or, or vision. Like those people, um, and that, listen, that that might not be bad. Maybe they're right, but they're probably going to need to go to a different church if, it, if, if, they're, if they are competing. Because, you know, in my experience, I was young and... Uh, inexperienced and and you're like you were saying jimmy you're so excited to reach people and for more people to come and you need help and then people that have vision oftentimes have gifts they bring mm -hmm. a level of excitement but they just need to we need to change some things you know like and we're like oh wow i really could use them here they want to change things okay so am i willing to change and what we're doing is we're starting to give up on a clear understanding of who god has called us to be and what god has called us to do that's the vision yep and so once you start giving up on that it's a problem but there's a, on, the, on the flip side again we go back on the other side your vision right or the vision of the church is a particular articulation of what god has called you to be and do you may have to adjust that not because mm. scripture changes, not because the mission that Jesus gave the church changes, but because how you have articulated it might not be the best way to talk about it. Um, and maybe what you have outlined as a vision for your church ultimately isn't biblical. And if you don't operate out of sola scriptura, meaning the scripture is the ultimate authority in all faith and practice, then you can't adjust your vision and values. And you might need to. 
I mean, I listen, I, I can't tell you how many guys I know that regret naming their church a certain name, but ultimately, eh, it's just a name. You know, unless it's really blasphemous, it's probably going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But I've also ran into guys who, who like, they had, a, they had slogans or mission statements for their church that were preposterous. And they were like, we got to change this. We got We really got to change it. This is really missing the mark of what God has, has called us to be and to do. Mm. And we want to, you know, we want to be able to put this in a, in a, in a way that is appropriate and unique to us. But at the same time, uh, it needs to be so grounded biblically that there's no question that what we're saying here is what, in a sense, every local church should be about on the principal level. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. I see the 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 vision and the values could be a problem if you think. And again, a lot of this is just people thinking it's plug and play. Yes, I, yes, and you. I mean, a lot of the larger churches try to do that, right? Oh yeah, they do. Where they send and they, they say, yeah. they, they, "Let's just, you know what? Copy paste." They, they encourage it. That's it. Let's just hear. Here's he, Saddleback Sam. So, yes, remember that? Yep, yep. Some of the yeah, they have a, a like a kit. It's almost like, you know, oh, yeah. let's just say you had like a president of the SBC that would like take a sermon from somebody else and not give credit. It wasn't kind of like that, but it was like, you know, where, you know, people sell sermons online. Yeah. Like, here's your preaching kit. Yeah. Here's your planting kit. Yeah. Just take this, unbox it, go. Yeah. It's uh, they, it, a lot, a lot of churches, you know, because here's, here's why it works. Your, your, your average church. Every church has issues, weaknesses. Every church is broken in one way or another. Um, and so let's say you're at your average church in North America and you're like, man, uh, we're not reaching enough people. I want us to grow. I want us to be healthy. And you see another church and you're like, wow, they're killing it. They're doing such a good job. What are they doing? And you you know that like, wow, I would like to experience some of that fruit. Yeah. So what, what, then we think like, therefore, I need to be doing what they're doing. I need to replicate yep. everything they're yep. doing. We're going to just borrow everything instead of, instead of trying to understand, well, what are the, what are the principles that they are, that they are actually yeah, you know, operating get, on? Let's get at a deeper level here. And is, is the fruit good fruit? Um, you know, are, are, are they, you know, what, so they have a lot of people, but are they seeing a lot of conversions? Maybe mm. they are. You're like, okay, mm. so what are they doing that we aren't doing? And are there principles that undergird that that would allow us to do things in a way that's more suitable for our particular congregation? But the whole plug and play thing, uh, it generally doesn't work. All right, there's, there's another one. Uh, we'll, we'll put three together, right? Wrap this up. All right. Uh, branding, budgets, buildings. Ooh. Okay. Be- Battlestar Galactica. Because I've seen people and you've seen people think just one of these things is almost enough. Yeah. <laughs> like if we just get good branding, if we just can if hire just Brian point. Malcolm, mm-hmm. if you can hire Brian Malcolm to do your branding, and Brian Malcolm's one of the best you can get to hire to do your branding. Massive. You're going to explode. Oh, because you, you should. I mean, just guaranteed. If, if, if the health of a church was uh, a. Would would be derived from the excellency of the branding, and Brian Malcolm designed it. Then your church would be a perfectly healthy. That's right. But That's right. Uh, but it's it, not. It that. doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that no. way. You can. Oh, yeah. So you have the greatest of branding. Yep. You know, uh, PC USA. I think the PC USA has the most amazing mark. I love their logo. I think it's the best of all the denominations. Hmm. And uh, the PC USA is a very liberal, theologically liberal, yeah, yeah. Uh, socially liberal uh, organization that we don't have anything in common with. But their branding's great. Mm. PCA. <laughs> Much healthier organization, I feel. Much healthier. Uh, SBC. We had the worst branding for decades, oh. and they finally upped it. They changed it, they, and they almost didn't even talk about 
rolling it out because we were in the middle of so many controversies, but it's a much cleaner image. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't, it, listen, does branding matter? I think branding matters. Branding yeah. matters, right? Branding matters. People are going to see it. You're going to, like, it's going to be one of the first impressions You don't want clip get. art. You don't remember no. clip art? Remember oh, people yeah. used to do that all the time? Every, ch- every, every church Every website. church? Yeah. Well, just a bunch, like, clip art? Yep. The dove hold and its fl- and the wings would flap. I always like animated I always, gift. Yeah. At some point, I always expect to see the Chumbawamba baby. You know, like <laughs> that's a callback. Oh my goodness! Like, I mean, churches didn't know what to do. They're just like, ah, throw it in there. Yeah, yeah. Branding, man. I mean, branding is a way that you present yourself, your church, to the world. Yeah. So it, it, it matters. Now, it, it, you can have bad branding and be an awesome church. Yeah, that, that happens. But so it matters. But it's not going to save your church. Your branding is not going to save your church. But you know. A lot more people think that uh, the budget will save the church more than branding. They just got to get that As money. long as I just have a large enough budget, you know, it, it just throw enough money at it. Uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. You know, um, we've seen churches that have money that are not growing. No. And, uh, and we have also seen churches that have a lot of money and are growing in number, but aren't spiritually healthy. Mm-hmm. Like the budget is not going to solve your problem. No, no. And it, I mean, it can be fun. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, uh, I had a, a really nice uh, comment made to me recently. You know, we're doing youth group. Things are going well. It's a small group, you know, we got and we have, yeah. you know, uh, our budget is is it's not tight. It, it's workable. Um, but there's a local large church that's I mean, you got slides and various gymnasiums and. All these activities, like it's like a trampoline park, their budget yeah. is is crazy. Yeah, it's right? probably our annual budget. <laughs> yeah, it might, it might be. be. It might be our annual budget. All the volunteers, everything, the whole nine yards. Um, but then having a you know a couple of the teens say, like, yeah, you know, like they go back and forth. It it, it they go there because before we didn't really have much, right? So right. they start yeah. and they go, man, like telling their parents, uh, and I was hearing from parents like. I'd rather go to Sojourn than ours. I'd rather go to ours than there. And, you know, part of it was, I mean, it's a nice thing to hear because I think for kids, like you think, oh, the biggest budget, it's going to all this. And it's great. They're having a great time. And I know what they're learning there and they're hearing the gospel. Praise God for that. Right. But what's different is it wasn't the budget that's going to save the ministry. It's the relationships and the real, you know, the intentionality that, that kids are striving for teens are striving for. And I ultimately think, adults as well right yeah. like how how is community being achieved mm-hmm. right how is community uh growing and flourishing in your midst you know it's not just that but the budget is important in the yeah. sense that we got to pay the pastor right like yeah. we got to we got to be able to sustain the ministries it costs money you want to get resources for the kids we got we got to pay some money for it costs it. money it costs money right you know we try to do everything we can by you know uh on the cheap or or by donations like as far Jimmy. as Yep. Oh, here we go. What? How much did you request? What Why was are you doing inc- this? What was it? Was it a percent? Was it? Did you request a fifty percent increase in the in the budget now that you've taken over uh, Sojourn? Was it what a fifty? You- was it fifty percent increase or more? It was slightly more. Oh, okay. Was it a hundred percent increase? You know what, Joey? Or was sli- it more? Was it more than hundred? Sli- it was slightly. Oh more. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So was it a hundred and fifty percent more? Nope. Was it two hundred? No. Wasn't two hundred percent more? No. It was one hundred twenty-five. A little, maybe a little less than that, man. Yeah, yeah. Why are you doing that? I think listen, that's it. listen because obviously you trust in uh, the the Belial of budget. You you <laughs> you worship at the altar of 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 uh, Mammon. 
you are no because like you're you you were the guy that like says like no let's make it about relationships let's make it about like yeah, the yeah, gospel that, yeah. but you gotta you gotta have some resources to get things done you, you know i'm trying to you know and everybody we were like yeah cool like spend that money like that's great yeah, like, yeah. That, that's really cool and so with the budget like with, what's even funnier though yeah. is that i asked for what i asked thinking someone was going to negotiate me down so I was like, <laughs> I knew that wasn't going to happen. You, you were, cause you got, sus- you're suspicious. Oh yeah. You are, you're the suspicious I'm one. The suspicious and I'm ones. like, everything's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, because I've seen. Yeah. When things have. There's been some negotiations. There's been some, you know, things that are like, you know. You've never had, you never do this much before. <laughs> Why didn't you do this much now? Why don't we go half that much and see how it goes. Yeah, and then we'll, then we'll talk about it for next yeah. year. The year after for 2024. <laughs> All right, and then so branding budgets and buildings, right? Oh. Like, just, like people, I listen. I I knew a church. Uh, I don't know if it got burned down. Something happened. It's a church in Aurora, and man, they I don't remember what happened, but they got a brand new church, mm. sick facility. Nobody goes. Mm. Uh, we were recently uh, at checking out a church. Great facility. Mm. Great facility. Mm. Awesome sanctuary. Nobody goes. You can have a great, just because you, you think like, oh, if we just had a building. Yep. Because especially church plans. Because we think of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, listen. And I'm, it's one of the things God really like taught me was because uh, we have this building. God gave us this building, this old church building. And it's not a cool old church building. It's just an old church building that's not cool. <laughs> and uh, and I've always been like, oh, if we just had a better building, we just go somewhere yep. else and whatever. And uh, and so we've always looked, we never found anything. And then we wound up in this gymnasium for two years. We were grateful for that. We had a place to go. Yeah, we go worship. It was fantastic. Um, and then we decided, like, wait, listen, we got to go back to our building um, for just normalcy and community and all that stuff. And I I got it took me. 15 years to really, really appreciate this building. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, I'm not laughing at you. Yeah, it's, no, like, it's, it's like, praise God. No, it's like it really did. It but was like, like the, the, silliness, the silliness of all of us, because yeah. we've all been there. And I, yeah, right. I haven't been here for 15 years. I've only been for 10. Yep. But even that, I, I get what you're saying. You know, listen, here's the thing. Like, all, like I know of so many churches that have been vibrant and healthy and uh, they never had their, they, they, for years they didn't have a building. Mm. You know what I mean? And at some point, maybe God allows you to have that. But goodness sakes, um, the, the building's not going to no, be the sure. thing. No, for sure. building's not going to be the thing. All right, so there's a, listen, there's a bunch of other things. People, churches, networks, uh, we are tempted to trust in these things that are secondary or yep. just, you know, they're not the most important things. They matter, but we tend to trust in them. And we think if we just get, if we get the systems, if we get the vision, if we get the branding and the budget, you know, if we get the right person in there with personality, uh, then we're going to be okay. But uh, what we really need to do is we need to get down to the principles or the doctrines that ultimately uh, ensure that a church can be healthy. And so we're going to talk about that tomorrow on all access. Uh, what do we call it? Banter of truth. Banter of now truth. Listen, now, listen. So listen, that's not for everybody. But if you all complain enough or ask nicely enough, maybe you should ask nicely on ask social nicely. media. If you ask nicely, actually, on you social know what? Media, they got to go with you. Okay, they, you got to complain. Right, complain. Complain like Joe complains. To, to, yeah, yell at me like that cop yelled at me, and see how <laughs> that goes for you. Uh, anyways, hey, hit us up on social media. Hey, make Tuesdays all access available to everybody and uh if we if we get a couple requests maybe we'll do that oh a couple only two yeah, no, it's gotta be know. enough we'll it's see. gotta be more we'll, than that we'll, we'll no. maybe it's gotta be more than that 
We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, at Doc and Devo, or Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineAndDevotion.com. They can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast from the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. We got that fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts and video content over at the website. And we got that all-access exclusive content, Banter Truth on Tuesdays, Weekday Wisdom, Monday through Friday. You can head on over to DoctrineAndDevotion.com slash all-access to sign up today, and you'll get to hear more on this topic tomorrow. Later. Later.